Welcome to Fluency with Dr. Darrell Cooper. I am your host, Dr. Darrell Cooper. Fluency is a show where we will talk about things that come to mind. This show is a unscripted. I mean, it can't be fluency and we have trouble talking about different things, right? So thank you so much for joining us. Sit back and enjoy this audio experience. All right, we are back with another episode of Fluency. And today I have a very special guest. Um, I am joined by the one and only Nigel Smith. Nigel, how are you? Hi, Darrell. It's so great to be here with you today. I'm doing really good. How are you? I, I'm, I'm doing well. Much much better now. We, uh, we're finally getting a chance to connect. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to about the conversation today and, and to get to know more about you and and your work me too man me too i mean this is a crazy time right in the midst of so many pandemics and and trying to uh come together in community and i'm so glad that you have this podcast for us to be in conversation and to uh and to share out with our our larger community well you know it's it's what we do um i actually had the opportunity to meet you in person uh at uh the fleas holiday party and that was exciting because, you know, well, the party itself was exciting, but, um, you know, getting to connect in, in person was, you know, a, a real privilege in this time for all the things you just mentioned. It's, you know, it's it's a luxury to be able to, one, even go out uh, right now with everything that's going on, uh, but then also to, to be able to, to connect with um, incredible people who are doing great work out there in the world. And so... Yeah, it was it was definitely um, one of my my holiday highlights. <laughs> me too, me too, man. I mean, I'm so glad that Cynthia Tate and Donna Walker Kuhn introduced us. I mean, brother, you're really up to some good stuff, and you know that was right before Omicron hit. Yeah, so wow. That was that was the last event uh, I've done. So <laughs> that was a really special moment. Yeah, we we like got right in there at the at the right window. Um, so let's, let's maybe start with your origin story. Um, because, you know, your career has been impressive to say the least, but I want to, I want to take it back to, um, maybe even baby Nigel, if, 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 if you are willing to share, uh, but what was it like for, for, for you growing up? Oh, wow, man, you're taking me back. Uh, I grew up in rural North Carolina. In a small town, Norwood, uh, I was related to half the people in my neighborhood. Because down, and <laughs> I mean, it was like, I mean, literally, like a, next door was a great aunt, across the street was an auntie, two houses down to the right was my grandma. And so I had cousins and aunties and uncles and all around me. You know, it was a really a special place to start life. Um, in the woods, playing in the woods. I mean, me and my cousins, we. We're, we're incredibly creative. You know, we would just make up all these stories. We call it play play, you know, just like making up stories and figuring out who we were. And, uh, you know, I, I'll never forget when sort of like a different world started coming out. And suddenly our play was about like being in college and, you know, our futures together. And it was just a really uh, inspire, inspiring place. You know, I, um, you know, I think about I recently, uh, my grandmother, who was two houses down, she passed. Uh, 
And so I've been thinking a lot about her because uh, she was the woman in our family who really practiced unconditional love in a, in a deep, deep way. I mean, you could always just show up on her doorstep and, and, the, and you would be welcomed in. And this is a woman. They didn't have much, but they had love, you know. I mean, they didn't have an indoor bathroom to 1987, you know. So I just grew up with people who made do. Um, and, uh, you know, my parents got a separation when I was uh, around 13. And uh, my mom had family up in Detroit. And so uh, I moved up to Detroit with her. Uh, and Detroit is where I really discovered that like what my cousins and I have been doing all along that play play stuff. Uh, there was actually this, this tradition of theater making, you know, uh, and so it started to meet some great artists and to get involved in, um, the high school theater scene there, uh, and started reading the works of Susan Laurie Parks and George C. Wolf and August Wilson and, uh, and, 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 and seeing, oh, shoot. Okay, so these stories we've been making up, there's a way to sort of like make this into like a real play that like people will go to and be in. And, uh, and that's, sort of, that, that's I mean, that, that, that got me going. And I, um, I, I think it's really that mix between being a Southern boy in the country, playing out in the woods, riding our bikes, being, just being creative with my cousins, you know, always a big crew of us. <laughs> Uh, and then arriving in a, in a major city, uh, and all that was on offer there. Um, and, 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 and I think I would also add, you know, uh, I'm a queer man. And so there were parts of myself that I, I didn't tell nobody about, you know, it was just like my, my, my secret stuff, you know, uh, and the theater sort of became a place where I could start to engage those parts of my identity. And I'm, really thankful for that. Wow. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And my condolences also uh, for your grandmother. Um, being a, uh, a a black boy also from the South with some, some secret stuff, um, I, I understand just how important a role uh, the grandmother plays in the family. Um, but also I, I I relate to a lot of what you share too around, you know, uh, these, these like using, en engaging the imagination with your, your family members, your cousins, um, and, and creating your world, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, you know, it's something that I, you know, I hear from time to time and then I say it from time to time as well, but it's so true. Uh, like, like, uh, poverty, uh, breeds creativity and, and in that, you have all of these, these brilliant, um, you know, like genius stories that, that come out. Um, how, how old were you when you moved to Detroit? I know it was, seems like around high school age. Yeah, I was 13. Yeah. So I had 13. A wow. Eighth grade. <laughs> wow. So when did, when did you start to think, okay, so maybe I can turn this into a career or, or I can make an actual like life and a living doing this and, and not just, um, you know, after school activity or in school activity. Yeah. Well, I think first I sort of thought of it as a part of education, you know, cause I could, I saw teachers doing it. And so I was like, Oh, okay. I can be a teacher, you know, and I can do this stuff. And, um, as I got into college, uh, 
I started to become aware of this whole regional theater movement as well. Uh, and I uh, also became uh, aware of Cornerstone Theater, which is based out in LA. And Cornerstone goes to um, uh, works in partnership with specific communities, whether they're cultural communities or location-based communities, to make work directly with them about the issues that they want to make work about. Uh, and Cornerstone had started as a group of friends in a van going around the country to different communities. And so them, and then also um, was introduced to Augusta Bual, um, who created you know, Theater of the Oppressed and Forum Theater, uh, again, making work specifically with community. And I started to go, oh, shoot, this is, there's something really on here. This is something familiar to me. This is something that seems really right. And so that, the work of those two companies made me think, ah, so um, the questions, the cultural questions, the social justice questions, um, our race questions can be engaged directly through the art form and they can be a practice of community. Uh, and so that's when I was like, oh, okay, this is a thing I could actually spend my, uh, my life doing. Ooh. What was, what was the first play uh, that you wrote, you know, published or unpublished where you went, you know, this is, you know, as you were kind of finding your voice as, as a writer, what was sort of like that first uh, piece that, that came out to you and, or, or that like spoke to you to put down on paper? Uh, uh, uh. It can definitely be unpublished. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, I won't go into the things I wrote in high school. Which were like, <laughs> what is this brother trying to get at? Uh, but I, in, in college... I, I wrote this piece called For Shange and Parks and Wilson Too. Ooh. Uh, and it was, it, it, you know, so much because I was like, you know, I was just so uh, engaged by um, For Color Girls and, and by uh, Susan Laurie Parks' Imperceptible Mutabilities and then by Bob Wilson's, like, total, you know, modernist control of the stage. So here I've always been this person who sort of, and, and I think this is one of those moments that sort of crystallized it where like the, the spirit and, and I think Shange is spirit talk. Like that's, you know, she is a poetess that like just captures the, uh, what is innate in the gut uh, and in the chakras and puts that out there. Uh, and then Parks brings like a deep intellectual intellectuality and the jazz aesthetic uh, to the composition of texts. And then, you know, Wilson is like, here are these, because I'm also a director, but here's, so here are these like searing images that you'll never forget. Uh, and so I wrote a, uh, a piece about, um, a, about my gut at the time, which was like, you know, here I am, this young black man with a Southern and Midwestern identity uh, from, you know, a working class family at this, I went to Dartmouth, which is a very, um, um, wealthy, white, Northeastern <laughs> environment with all of those cultural specificities. And I was out of my element in so many ways. And so that play was a, a beginning to sort of give voice to uh, my uniqueness and my, um, my hopes in the world and sort of that, that tension of how do I, I live authentically and self uh, in, in, a, in a culture that is not mine. 
uh, and then that seeking it uplift me. Uh, and that's <laughs> strangely, that's, that's been a, a thing I've, I've returned to. How has how has your your views on it um, changed from you know as as you sort of start to track uh, some of your other work? Yeah. How has how has, how have they evolved? Um, yeah. Or or are you still sort of in that same place where it's just like this? It's going to always be sort of the same questions. Well, I'm also very lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm artistic director of the Flea Theater, and the. Uh, trajectory of the flea. Shout, shout out to the flea <laughs> <laughs> to the flea we love the flea i mean the, the flea has gone through a seismic uh shift and transformation uh and i have been able to really uh bring those questions into the organization and and create the kind of space where um like i'll just say you know our mission is to support and invest in experimental art by black brown and queer artists so here in this space, as it's developing and stepping into this new mission is the opportunity to make and create with uh, my community and crew outside of uh, the gaze of some other uh, culture or outside of its, um, uh, its uh, values, you know, so we bring our values. Uh, and in that sense, I am really, really excited because um i am stepping away from (laughs) that tension that we were just talking about you know uh that tension of how does one the authentic self or right authentic self and so i'm currently making this work with uh carrie may weems and okwi okpakwasili and her partner peter bourne and diana O. and i mean brother i tell you you know i called them up about a year and a half ago and was like look I want to make with you specifically in the world uh, and let's liberate ourselves to make the thing that we most want to make around love around our, like what is our, where, where will we go to sort of like work out and be the folks we most want to be uh, and, 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 and delve into those practices. Uh, and here we are, you know, like we have our run at the flea uh, from February 6th to March 6th. Uh, it's called Arden, but not without you because it's about having your crew. So when I'm, I was writing that play at Dartmouth, I didn't have a crew. You know, like, yeah, I was at the Afro-Am Society, and yeah, I was at the Dartmouth Rainbow Alliance. Those places didn't intermingle, nor did they, inter, they necessarily intermingle with the theater practice. And so, like, how do you create? Because um, I believe we have, you know, we have action and, 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 and choice over our lives. And so how do you create the spaces that are going to uplift you? Uh, and man, it's about having your crew. You got to have your crew. You got to call on them. You got to invite them in. You got to say, I need you. Um, and, and Arden is part of that, that practice. Yes. Everything you just said, uh, first of all, you had me at Carrie Mae Weems, <laughs> but, uh, Beyond that, uh, one, I want to go see Arden, but not without you. And um, and two, like this, this idea was more than an idea, but, you know, um, uh, a really good colleague of mine, Richard Pelzer, has this saying, uh, community is our superpower. And, you know, Richard, Richard is great. Um, 
And that could not be more true. And the more I go and do certain things, um, the way you articulated it was so brilliant. Like sometimes you gotta, you gotta call on them and be like, Hey, I need you. I need you. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of layers as to why it can sometimes be difficult for us to open up, you know, whether it's, you know, mental health or whether it's, you know, social perceptions, um, or, you know, kind of going back to, you know, for me, I know like that, that secret stuff that we kind of talked about, like growing up, so you think about a lot of those things, but, uh, it can sometimes be, be difficult to ask for help, you know, just yes. bidding them. And, um, but I'm, I'm always blown away by uh, the way in which, uh, those who love me care for me mm. answer the call and, you know. The, the way that they can attend and be present when I'm like, look, this is what's going on. Um, so I, I just love the fact that you brought that up because it's so true. And, um, you know, that vulnerability, ha having that type of vulnerability, there's actually a lot of strength and power in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, brother. And like you said, it's like, you don't always know that that's what you should be doing. Like this was a hard learned lesson for me. I grew, you know, I was the oldest, uh, and in and, and many ways I was a co-parent with my mom, you know, especially after the separation. And I learned to rely on self and to come through and to, sh and, and to show, hey, I'm coming through. You don't have to worry about me. I got it. I got, you know, I got myself. And and I really carried that into my adulthood. And, and um, you know, when I think about the times that I have failed or stumbled, it's been, it's been because I thought I needed to go alone. I needed to do it alone. I needed mm. to figure it out alone. I needed to work this out. I needed to come up with a solution and then present it. Uh, and like you said, you know, community is our superpower. Mm. Who, who was the, the, the brother you said? Uh, Richard Pelzer. <laughs> Shout out to Richard. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's, he was on uh, season one. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's, he's had a really crazy... Uh, career crazy like in a good way um but yeah he's he's a he's a he's a force in his in his own right um what's what's sort of the thing that's that's waking you up in the morning you know <laughs> you know but is it you know like when you when you roll out of bed and and your your feet hit the ground what's sort of like you know boom here we go well that's a great question uh i love to eat <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's that Southern, that's that Southern, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. It's true. You better believe, the, uh, the very first thing yeah. I do is I go to the kitchen. It is, I don't, I, you know, I just love food, and, and part of it might be, you know, my, my, my grandma, I was spoiled in certain ways. I had fresh biscuits every morning at start. Ooh. So food is my, like, I, I'm out the bed, I'm in the kitchen, I'm having some turmeric or some granola mm. or, you know, a smoothie. It's something. I got to get food in me. That's, so that's number one. <laughs> and then I sort of think about, um, look, community is our superpower. So mm. I'm making this work Arden uh, with a great group of people. Uh, I also uh, collaborate often with an artist, Taylor Mack uh, and Matt Ray. And we have a number of projects going on. And, you know, like we made a 24-hour uh concert show that was just so amazing and great and you know we 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 curate friendships 
in our collaborations. So these are ongoing uh, relationships that fuel us. And so just the, the thought of being able to get in the, in the room with uh, those artists or um, uh, is, I mean, that, that just keeps me going. It keeps me going. And then the, uh, I think also, so there's that stuff that's sort of like the friendship professional space. And then uh, I can't wait to get back down to North Carolina. You know, I love mm. my visits back home. Uh, I'm lucky that my partner's family is also in North Carolina. So when we oh. go home, we have lots of community. Uh, yeah, so I can't wait to get back down there. Oh. Um, so, I, so I know Arden, but not without you is coming up. Um, what, uh, what else do you have uh, coming up? Like, um, you know, maybe, maybe after that or um, that people can look forward to. Yeah. So I am. Uh, so I told you I wrote this play for Sean Gay and Parks and Wilson too. Uh, I have now have the pleasure to be working with uh, Susan Laurie and the new work. What? Yes. Yes. What? Yes. Yes. What a life. <laughs> I know, I'm blessed. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, so she wrote a play a day uh, starting March 18th of 2020 uh, for a year uh, called Plays for the Plague Year. Uh, and so, uh, you know, uh, Arden will open and have our fabulous run, which I hope many of y'all come and show up for. And then uh, I'll be in the room with Susan Laurie. Uh, working on uh, bringing that work to life. Oh, well, I, I can't wait for for either of these. Um, but man, whoo, whoo! I oh, how man! I I hope you like that could be a documentary. You know, like just the the rehearsal process, how yeah. you two are building that. Um, wow, yeah, that's gonna be so powerful. Yeah, yeah. it's really it's really special. Yeah. You know, she's. Uh, in it, uh, and it sort of tracks the a writer and her family uh, navigating the pandemic and loss and discovery, and uh, you know she has a nine year old uh, son, and so like the uh, the way a child sees it, and these flights of fancy, and these other plays start to show up, and um, it's a really another special piece. Oh, well, I, I cannot wait for that. Um, how can how can people uh, follow you or keep up with some of your work? Look, uh, because the you know the flea is my artistic home. Go to theflea.org, sign up for the mailing list, uh, and you'll hear about all that I'm we're up to. Uh, and uh, I also have a personal website, nigelsmith.com, uh, and you can sign up for the mailing list there too. Nigel, thank you so much. This was this was incredible. Uh, you're doing amazing work. And I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm blessed that I'm, I'm, I'm around in this time to uh, coexist with you and to witness some of this uh, unfolding in real time. So, so thank you. Thank you for that. And um, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me, Darrell. I can't wait to keep uh, having the conversation and I uh, look forward to welcoming you to Arden. <laughs> thank you. All right, buddy. <laughs> See you soon. See you soon. You have just listened to another episode of Fluency with Dr. Darrell Cooper. I hope you enjoyed it. 
If you did, please be sure to follow us on all major streaming platforms as well as on all of our social media channels for Cultural Innovation Group and Darrell Cooper. And remember, the journey to liberation starts with loving yourself. And those are doctor's orders.